Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. We are back. Hello, welcome. And today we are talking about our creative travel, and we're going to explain what that means after we talk about our weeks. So, Joy, what did you do this week? I am finishing up a developmental edit for a client, um, which, as I talked about last time, you know that takes a lot of creativity, thinking through uh, ways to make good creative suggestions uh, for authors. But as you are listening. Hopefully, I will be catching up on about a month's worth of work (laughs) that I'm behind on, including writing short stories for my upcoming Southern Fiction collection, updating my website, I hope I'm having time to do that, and pulling together receipts for my taxes. So yeah, E. (laughs) Mm. So what about Mm. you? Oh girl, this week has been so much fun and I say that sarcastically um, there's been a lot of things that have been going on we've you know we've got this outbreak that's happened and all over the world and and all of the businesses and everyone's trying to figure out what to do about all of that it's something new and I'm, I'm 36 years old I'm not ashamed to say and I have never experienced anything like this before so this is all very new it's kind of hard to explain to the kids and and um we're just you know, riding the wave one day at a time. So that's been interesting. And in the middle of all of that and the other responsibilities, I was able to get quite a bit done on my poetry book. So I have restructured the whole thing. I have planned out new poems to put in there. I have planned out ways to revise some of the old poems I've working on. I've, I've, I've set up an entirely new like thematic metaphor for it so it's a huge revision like it's huge (laughs) so it's a little overwhelming but also the vision of it is promising guys it's so very promising and I I think that whenever you hit something right creatively you just know it in your bones and I feel it in my bones guys I feel it in my bones so that is so exciting I cannot wait to see this yes and I'm holding it back from joy by the way just because I want her full reaction I want instead of like feeding it to her piecemeal and having her be able to develop an opinion about it a little bit at a time I want the genuine full I kind of want to like sit there with her while she's reading it so I can just see her facial expressions and that kind of thing. I don't know if that's going to be able to happen, but we're going to cross my fingers and see. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's my first published poetry and I just want to make sure that it has the right reader reaction and joy is my biggest critic and also my biggest fan. And you know, she, if I can please her, I feel like I can please anybody. <laughs> so. That's exciting. I love it. 
Yes. So along with the craziness that has been going on with the COVID-19 virus and, and that uh, the newness of dealing with that, there are other things too that could stop us from traveling and you know things like financial responsibilities, um, work responsibility, family responsibilities. So what we are going to talk about today is creative travel, also known as a mental vacation. I need one of those <laughs> for sure. So yeah, when we were when we were talking about this, you know, we're talking about hey, it's it's spring break time. You know, a lot of people in the United States, this is when kids are off school, so families go on vacations. But everything's kind of different this year, and for me. I don't get to go on a vacation very often. And I, of course, when I think like true, just adventure kind of travel, I mean, we're talking like going to other countries and that's not something that I've really ever been able to do, but it's something that I would love to do. So that's how this all came about and talking about creative travel. So we have got some creative ways for you guys to do this. There is a very good chance for that I am not going to be able to go overseas again, and not because of, you know, viruses or anything like that. It's just who knows if it's in the cards for me. And I don't know about you, but I don't really want to wait around for things to happen anymore. So if I can't go there, then like with my physical body, then I would really love to go there mentally. Hmm. See how that worked? So... <laughs> Here are a few ways that you can go to different places mentally. <laughs> so first of all, I think you need to pick a place. And so if you decide to mentally go to, oh, I don't know. Let's see. Paris, France. That's kind of a standard touristy kind of thing, right? My daughter would so be so I've never... excited to hear this. <laughs> Who would? My daughter. She's obsessed with Paris. Are you serious? Okay, so I have um, I have a bit of a, an obsession with Paris as well. So some one of my favorite movies is the Audrey Hepburn version of Sabrina. And also the Julia Ormond version of Sabrina is fabulous as well. I thought that they that was a wonderful remake. Uh, there's also a book called Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins that I adore. And it is... Uh, it takes place at a boarding school in France, in Paris. Anyway, so Stephanie Perkins for, uh, and the French Kiss. Yeah, so Sabrina, both iterations of Sabrina, Sabrina and Anna and the French Kiss. And I um, was sold on Paris, France, and I really wanted to go, but might not be in the cards for me. So what I think we could do is maybe start a Pinterest page for Paris, France, and start looking up all different kinds of pictures and store them, the ones that just kind of, you know, make your heart jump a little bit, go ahead and pin those suckers. And then I think something else that you could do is go ahead and pick out some places that you would like to visit. Another thing that you could do is look up different tours of museums and, and uh, places on YouTube, enjoy those, and make a scrapbook. You could print out some of the pictures, print out your favorite things, all of the research that you're doing about the city in its contemporary place, but also read articles about the history of a place and find all of the really neat, interesting things that you could learn about that if you were, say, on tour or something in that place. 
and just compile all of this knowledge. And even if you can't physically get to a particular place, then mentally you're like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you've, you've been there and you know so much about it and you enjoy that place. You enjoy learning about it. You enjoy the culture that you're reading about and the, the information that you're, you're bringing into your mind and also the video that you're seeing just kind of any, any kind of sense, any kind of sense you're hearing, you're seeing, you're touching, you know, the, these kind of things. If you could bring in as many of those as possible and incorporate it into your research and experience a place like that, I think that that would be a really, really cool, fun thing to do. I do have one quirky thing. That <laughs> just one, might, just the one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> So, and this is actually inspired by an episode of Bob's Burgers. So, <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> so, the character Louise is also one of my favorite characters, and she's the one who did this. So, I also think that it would be very interesting <laughs> to stage props and settings in your home or in your yard that you would find in the place that you're researching. And then take pictures of yourself as if you were there. <laughs> That's too funny. Wouldn't that be amazing? So, like, if you want to go to Egypt and see a pyramid, like, you make your picture look like you were standing by a pyramid. I just feel like that would be the most hilarious thing ever. And then if you put that jazz in your scrapbook, I just <laughs> I just kind of love that idea. Like you've taken the time and effort to if totally immerse yourself as much as you can into a particular place. And then you pretend that you're there. It's a little bit of play, right? Like how, we're adults now. And how often do we get to play? So I feel like it would be fun to do this. That is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> So I love that. And one of the things that you said, talking about like taking a YouTube tour of museums, like, you know, there are so many videos on YouTube for things like this. And it's just amazing. Um, I was actually, when you mentioned that, I was thinking, man, I need to do that with my kids because, you know, we homeschool. And yeah. so that and just all of this reminds me of things that we've done with homeschooling because when the kids were younger, we would do a lot of unit studies. And I know a lot of elementary teachers do this in the classroom where basically you take a topic. So in this case, it would be like a country or a city or something like that. And you read every book you can find about it and you look for videos about it and you eat food from that place and, you know, all these kinds of things. And I think that that's some of the most memorable times that we've had with, with school is doing those kinds of things where we are immersed in a topic. You know, my kids still talk about the time that we were studying about Japan and we sat on the floor around a low table that my kids had at the time and we ate Japanese food and, you know, all of these things. And, and those are the things that they remember. And so, like you said, I mean, as adults, we don't do this anymore. You know, we've kind of lost that joy of learning and uh, discovery and stuff like that. But hey, we can still do this kind of thing. So I love that. Um, and you mentioned Pinterest, and we also talked about Instagram. 
And this was a place where I found a lot, well, both Pinterest and Instagram. So on Pinterest, I found a lot of inspiration for some of my stories. Um, for one of my short stories in particular, Dream Debris really came from the combination of a certain song, classical song that I was listening to when I saw this particular picture. And like that picture was, that was my setting. That was my place. And it even had, honestly now, I don't remember if the picture itself had this woman in it or if I just pictured her there. <laughs> but my character was there on that cliff looking out at the water. You know, like it was just clear as day. Uh, and then so many pictures from Scotland have inspired my fantasy series. So on Instagram, I love a ton of these Scottish profiles um, because that's where, that's like my number one place that I want to go one day. If I can only go to one other country, like that is it. So I follow Hidden Scotland, the Outer Hebrides of Scotland, Castles of Scotland, Simply Scotland, and Visit Scotland. And I will just say that there's also a um, Scottish kilts one that I'll have to mention, and it's it's yummy in a different way. <laughs> but it does have a lot of scenery from Scotland. <laughs> so and we'll link to these profiles in the show notes for you guys, but the pictures from there are just gorgeous. I mean, the scenery is beautiful, nature, wildlife. Uh, you get a little bit of everything. And so just scrolling through that, you kind of almost feel like like you're on a vacation. Uh, and another country that I've been fascinated with ever since Jalabukaflod. Okay, so I'm totally going to say that wrong. But Iceland. Iceland has a tradition on Christmas Eve. That's the whole Jalabukaflod, which I'm sure I'm totally butchering. Um, but they open a gift, a book, and they spend the evening reading their books and eating chocolate or having hot chocolate or something like that. And I think that it is a beautiful tradition and it's one that my family has kind of adopted over the last couple of years. So this last year, I got to looking and wanting to learn more about Iceland. And so I read a book by an Icelandic author and I also read a memoir uh, written by a woman who goes to Iceland every year, every few years, and she rides the Icelandic horses. And I'm also a huge horse lover, so that was totally up my alley. And it is just the most beautiful country. So Iceland travel and Iceland explorers are two Instagram profiles that I found that just have some of the most gorgeous pictures, a lot of the Icelandic horses, and all of that kind of stuff. I love that you brought up Instagram because there are actually two or three Instagram pages that I follow just because they are these beautiful pictures of places all around the world. And it is it totally gives me a mental vacation. And I look at these particularly when I'm overwhelmed and stressed out. So it is also a bit cathartic as well. So the first one that I look at a lot is Earth Picks and It'll, it's P-I-X, so it's Earth Picks, like that. And we'll also have all of these in the show notes, too. And then there's Nat Geo Travel, so that's a branch of National Geographic. And then there's Nat Geo Adventure, which is 
just really cool stuff and people doing really cool stuff as well. And two things that you, or actually you said one thing and it made me think of another thing. The first one was, is that you ate Japanese food whenever you were studying J Japan and oh my gosh, why didn't I think of food? That's the perfect way to kind of immerse yourself in a culture to study their food and maybe cook something that is from there or go to a restaurant that is that type of food. I think that that would be an amazing addition to your mental vacation. So, uh, and then that spawned the thought that, oh my goodness, we need to uh, also research not just the history of a place, but also the folklore of the place. So we need to go to the library and pick out books that are the folklore of the particular place that you're interested in. And that would be so much fun to just kind of immerse yourself into that as well. And even if you don't have kids, do something with that knowledge, right? So maybe try to find an author that, or, or a book that is based off of a particular folklore that you really loved whenever you read it, or a song or something like that, that or maybe even make your own song or write, you know, do your own adaptation of a, of a folklore. That would be super interesting to see how you could take all of this research and fun stuff that you're doing just because you're you and you want to and see where that could lead you. And then the other thing that I thought of just now as I was talking about folklore was if you have kids or even if you don't have kids, you could study a craft that is from that country. So if there's a particular way that uh, they make jewelry in Thailand or something and that's what you're studying like give it a shot go to Michael's or Hobby Lobby and see what you can find there in order to do something that is linked to your location so yeah that would be fun yeah <laughs> and you know I also thought about the um, the culture of the place you know what are some holidays or traditions of the country or wherever uh, also music, you know, and that's something that you can find mm -hmm. online. You can you can listen to traditional music from the area. Um, maybe there's yeah. a dance, a specific dance. You know, I know Scotland had is known for certain dances. Uh, yeah. And, you know, maybe you learn it. Maybe you get together a group of friends and have a throw a party and like you know explore some of these things together. That would be a lot of fun. That would be so much fun. Or you could even like look at YouTube interviews or newscasts from that place and you could hear the accent of the people. And these are all things, my introverted friends, these are all things that you could do without even speaking to another person. For those, however, who would like to speak to other people, the internet is our oyster, right guys? So type somewhere in social media, hey, I am studying this country. Would somebody be interested in speaking to me? Or you could go to a chat room or do they even have chat rooms anymore? Like, what is that? And so, <laughs> you know, you could go to Visit Scotland's Instagram page and DM and say, I have this question. Would you be interested in, you know, answering it? So, or you could go to the Iceland page and, you know, try to converse with somebody, you know, those that are, those that are vetted, of course, be careful on the internet, friends, but there are, I think there are safe ways that you could go about trying to speak to somebody from the place that you're interested in, in learning about. And I was thinking about 
I think that I am probably friends with or follow people in the, some of these countries that we've talked about, you know, and maybe it's just a matter of flipping through your friend list and seeing who already lives there and yeah. maybe just see what they're up to and maybe you can DM them. You know, if it's someone that you've already had interactions with, that's another thing. Um, you know, another thing that I thought about too when we first started talking about this is our amazing travel bloggers. So yes. uh, one of my friends, Christine, is also known as the Uncorked Librarian, which, I mean, how much do you love that name? Like, that is just the cutest thing ever, okay? So she's the Uncorked Librarian, and she also has Uncorked Asheville, uh, because she and her husband recently moved to Asheville, and she has kind of set that up, and they've really just taken Asheville as home, which has a soft spot in my heart, because I happen to really love Asheville, North Carolina. But if you go to her uh, to her website, either one, you know, she always posts some interesting stuff about travel. She travels all over the world, uh, and that's more on the Uncorked Librarian. But she also pairs books with both of these. So uh, she has one particular list. She has all sorts of different lists. So if you're looking for books set in certain places, uh, she has a lot of lists for that. One of them just happens to be deep fried delish <laughs> southern books and uh, southern books and writers and my book happens to be on that list which is really cool but it is accompanied by so many incredible books set in the southern United States uh, mm -hmm. so that's an example too so if you're looking for you know you've got a place in mind and maybe you just want to read some books that are set there there's an opportunity for you and then stories set in other places they could be real places, like um, my friend Michelle Keener has a series, and it's the Red Carpet Romance series. She just came out with book number two. They're excellent. Um, Mission Hollywood and Made in Hollywood are the two books in that series so far, but they're set in L.A., and I have never been to Los Angeles. I live in L.A., the state, Louisiana. <laughs> never <laughs> been to L.A., the city, um, and I don't know if I'll ever get to go, but... She paints such a good picture of the city and you know what it looks like, and she, she highlights the beauty of it. You know, when I hear LA, I think movie stars and I think a lot of traffic, but she also highlights some of the beautiful places. Um, and so that's one example of of a real place. And then there are also fictional places, and you guys probably know that I'm a little partial to Middle Earth, <laughs> thanks to Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien, but. I think creative travel can be a place that isn't real in this world. And maybe that might be the mental vacation that we need in the moment. So maybe you immerse yourself in Middle Earth and the life of a hobbit. <laughs> and, you know, you can, you can get food from the books, and which is mostly like British food probably, but... That kind of thing. You could be totally fictional about your creative travel and think about traveling with the dwarfs and the elves and things like that. You can get really creative with it. So let's see, a couple of other things. So May talked about a scrapbook, like a travel scrapbook. So I also thought about like a travel journal. Um, so maybe if you, if you just want to kind of jot things down as you look stuff up, um, you could still fill it with pictures. Um, you could even 
maybe if it's a place that you hope to really one day down the road go to, you could make this like your travel guide. So you could yes. go ahead and put, you know, research, like you said earlier, places that you want to visit when you're there. You can even look for when are the best times to go. You can even look into Airbnbs. I know I've looked at Airbnbs in Scotland and I found a couple that I'm like, that is so adorable. <laughs> There's also a place, and I can't remember if it's in Scotland or England, but it's it's an Airbnb, but it's above a bookstore. So basically you go and you actually tend the bookstore while you're there, <laughs> which to me is really cool. Um, that sounds so amazing. Things like that. And then the other thing, and this is this ties me into Scotland, is your family ties. So, like, if you have, like, an ancestor who came from there, you know, research some of your genealogy. Find out where that person came from. So, my great-grandfather came from Dumfries. So, when I go to Scotland, you better believe I'm going to Dumfries. And I cannot wait. Um, I have, you know, all these things that I want to do and look for while I'm there. So, maybe that's, you know, more of, maybe it's more of a written, like, guide, like, these are the places that I want to go and things that I want to do when I do get to go. I definitely think that Family Ties is a wonderful place that you could look for your destination for your mental vacation. I am a quarter Japanese, and so I would love to do a little bit more research into Japan and kind of make a trip there in my mind. Now, I did actually go to Japan when I was in college, and it was for a different purpose than it was to explore my family ties and to see things and experience things in the way that I would have wished it would have been. But I mean, I could totally do this now with this mental vacation. I could make my own scrapbook. I could go to these places online. I could make food. I could go to the library. I could get on YouTube. These are all wonderful things that I could do in order to feel closer to my family um, and and my, my ties that are there. Like, you know, that's, that's 25% of me. That's more than I know about anything else of my genealogy. So that's also one of the reasons why too, and of course my grandmother is still here and she's still alive. And so we have conversations and we have that, we have that as well as far as, far as family ties go. So a lot of the things that I do actually does have Asian links to it because I do feel like that is a part of me in a very strong way. Um, but I have not been to all of the places in Japan that I want to go to. So I can make that journey in my mind. Um, there was also a book that I wanted to tell you about, and that is a literary tea party. So if we're talking about food and, and literature and going to these magical places that sometimes are not real, <laughs> then this might be a way that we could do that. And it is a literary tea party, blends and treats for Alice, Bilbo, Dorothy, Joe, and book lovers everywhere. And it is by Allison Walsh, and I have had my fingers on this recipe book guys this cookbook and I actually bought it as a gift for my cousin and I 
did mail it to her. I did not want to <laughs> because I wanted to keep it, but I did the right thing and sent it away and, and gave, you know, fulfilled the purpose that I bought it for. But it was a wonderful treat. It has so many pictures of the actual recipes and it talks to you about like what book it came from and what part of the book. And sometimes it even had excerpts and stuff of the books in there. So you could know exactly how this person got the inspiration for the recipe that she made. And so that's super fun. Another thing about food, and I forgot about this, um, and you're talking about places that don't exist but feel real whenever we read books. So Maggie Steve Otter and the Scorpio Races, her setting is huge in the book, The Scorpio Races. This is an island and it is a character. So you've got your set, your setting and you've got a character right there. And in the paperback version of Scorpio Races, in the back of it, Maggie Steve Otter created a recipe for the November cakes that they serve at the festival that they have every November. So it's there. It's in there. You can make a November cake and you can mentally visit Fisbee. You could read Celtic folklore about the Kapolisk and the, that's the, the, you know, water horses that eat flesh. And <laughs> it sounds worse than it is, guys. <laughs> but, I mean, it's pretty bad, but it's a great book. <laughs> but it is, uh, it's a fabulous book. But then there are, you could, you could take not only a physical place, but you could, you know, engulf yourself in a book and in the setting of that book and find all different things. Um, oh, costume design and things like that. Like the, the, you could look up the fashion of the decade or you know, the era that your book is set in. So it doesn't even have to be a now place. You know, Middle Earth is set far back. It kind of has um, in the book, uh, in, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the book, like, doesn't it have the descriptions to be, to lend more toward the medieval period of costumes and, you know, apparel and things like that. So you could probably do some research into that or just, you know, look at Peter Jackson's movie and then just, you know, utilize his vision if you wanted to. But yeah, you could totally do that. And I love that you brought that up, Joy, because yeah, books, amazing. So I think we're ready for a QWERTY challenge. And what we want you to do for today's QWERTY challenge, you guessed it, go on a creative vacation. <laughs> So just do some of the things that we talked about, even even if you don't make something, you know, like a craft or something like that. I understand some people don't want to do that kind of thing, but it would be cool if you just looked up a place and found out more about it. And that expands not only your mental vacation, but also your worldview, because it's so important to learn about other peoples and other places so that we can understand them better. And it also helps us understand the people around us. And isn't that a cool thing? And maybe you come up with some things that we haven't thought of, you know, some other ways. Uh, and then another thing that we touched on just a little bit earlier, but this might lend to some new thing in your creative medium whatever it happens to be and how exciting would that be very and as joy did and with her own family don't be afraid to get your family involved this could be a whole family 
project that you guys work on and I say project and people are like oh school academics ah but you know there are things that you can do as a family and sometimes it's hard to find things other than like eating together and movies and things like that sometimes it's hard to find something this could be a something that's a little bit different a little bit new cost effective and it could be super fun and this could be too like if you are planning a big trip some time down the road. Maybe you've got something planned in a few years to go to a certain city in your own country or maybe another country. This could be you guys start planning together now. You can and your kids get to see you work towards something, plan for something. They You model that in front of them and they learn. So whoever you do this with or if you do it by yourself, Whatever you do, we want to know about it. We would love to see what you come up with. So shoot us a message or go on social media, take a picture, whatever you do. Hashtag QWERTY podcast so we can find you. Tag us on there. So yeah, we just hope that you have a great time with us. And I personally want to see the pretend pictures where you like fake being in a place. And if you you hashtag it, QWERTY podcast or QWERTY travel, then no one will know. Like <laughs> Everyone will think that you went to the Bahamas. So. <laughs> so we hope you guys have an amazing week and we hope that includes a little bit of creative travel. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think QWERTY writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting QWERTYWritingLife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.